Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Views from the Script, a podcast that connects TV, film, and other forms of media to real world issues. I'm Kristen. And I'm Alicia. And in today's episode, we're going to be discussing mental health. Specifically, how do you maintain a good mental health when life is like going crazy? Yeah, so as we've spoken about numerous times on this podcast, like, you know, Alicia, we got a lot going on in our lives. Yes, you know? we do. <laughs> we're, in that, we're in that transition year. The 30 year? That, the 30 year. <laughs> I'm already 30, you're approaching. Uh, <laughs> yes, six months away still, but yes, approach. Yes, but but approach it, yes. And I feel like this is the year when you start to like think about your life in the long term. I mean, you always do, but there's something about like each new decade you turn that it makes you like think or maybe overthink about where your life is now, where you want it to be for the next decade. Yeah. And you're trying to like hustle, hustle, hustle to like make all of these life changes. And, you know, that could definitely, like, cause a lot of stress. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. It can cause a lot of stress. I think people say, or psychologists say, it's like that whole thing about realizing your mortality as you reach a new decade, and then you start thinking about how you should plan ahead. But, you know, life can get hectic. And especially nowadays with so much access to social media and you're consuming so much of it, and you see, like, either people that are, what you think are at your level doing better than you or beneath your level doing better than you. And it can cause, like, it can cause, yeah, mental instability in some ways because you're, it's so easy to get caught up in comparing yourself. Yeah, I agree. Like, social media is one thing that, like, in the past, I would say year, two years, I really had to detach from intentionally like I still like as you know I don't post anything on any social media and I don't really go through my feed like I used to like before I would post a little bit here and there and I would go through the majority of my feed but now I kind of just go through like the first couple posts and I watch certain stories and I've muted a lot of like the real life people that I follow like you know like you people from like your people on Facebook or on Insta oh okay. so like you know like people from like your old job or high school that you oh, follow yeah. you don't necessarily want to unfollow them but you don't want to see like every post from their life wait you can or... mute people on Instagram yes I, like I didn't see that feature I just yes. unfollowed them <laughs> after a while no. like, I'm just like, you know what? I'm done with this person. I don't want to follow them anymore. They don't add anything to my life. And they're just kind of making me a little bit upset because of personal mm-hmm. reasons, whether I felt like you were a friend and now you're not my friend. And it's like, okay, well, I don't want to see your life. I don't want to see you living it up. <laughs> <Get out. laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's like a fairly new feature, but I've been using it for at least since last winter. Oh, okay. So you can mute their posts or mute their stories or mute both. So I've done that to quite a few people over the past year. And that alone has, like, bettered my Instagram experience. Yeah. Um, so now, like, most of the posts that I see, they have to do with, you know, like, the random TV shows I keep up with or meme accounts or people who just post things that 
you know, I find to be funny or uplifting or interesting, that it's not just like, oh, look how amazing my life is. Yeah, kind of like me jet setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My newest dress that was donated to me from, you know, Burberry and this yeah. makeup from, you know, Estee Lauder because I'm a fabulous influencer. <laughs> yeah, like that. Or just like people, like you said, like I just don't care to see like, your life per se. No, I don't want to see and, you in there tucking eating lobster anymore with your new boo. Yeah. And then I just feel like sometimes it's like too much sharing and it's like, whoa, like someone who I used to work with, like she you know, I liked her enough. Um, she had her baby and one day her baby's Instagram account asked to follow me and I was just like, What? <laughs> Dude, like thank you. So I Never just like did it. Instagram, by the way. It's just like <laughs> it's just like too much. Like, why does your baby need a separate Instagram? Just like post your baby on your account. Yes. Or you know, and why? Okay, and it's one thing if like you made your baby's Instagram account and people could like voluntarily follow it if they want to, yeah. family or whatever. Like, you want to use that as a little photo book, but why is your baby account requesting to follow me? That's basically, you're fishing for followers yeah. on your baby's Instagram account? That's like, ridiculous. that just, like, annoyed me. But, but <laughs> that's because parents, this is, parents just want to have their babies make them money these days. <laughs> like, they're trying to create hey, baby influencers. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> it was just, like, too much. So, like, certain, like, Accounts or people that is not bringing joy, like a Marie Kondo. You have to like, <laughs> you have to approach Instagram like Marie Kondo approaches cleaning. Yeah. If it doesn't bring you joy, mute or unfollow. Yes, I agree. You know, because it really can bring you you down. Because like you could be mm-hmm. like having an okay day, not a great day, but just like you know, living your life and like came to came from work. You're on the train home, then you see someone's Instagram of them like. I don't know, coming back from Italy or, I don't know, eating dinner out. And then it could just make you feel bad about yourself for going home after your, like, okay day at work. And you need to figure out a way to deal with it. And your next vacation is until six months away. Yeah. (laughs) Or more. And, yeah, it just, like, puts you in a bad headspace. And you know what? I think, like, you you have to remember, like, a lot of this – a lot of what you see on social media is fake. Like, I just had someone tell me that someone, okay, so someone that we know is her main job is an influencer, and she looks to get, like, a lot of sponsorships, and she looks like she's doing really well, but we found out that actually, you know, she's pretty broke, you know, or, you know, yeah. broke. You know what I mean well, by like, broke. Like, she's know. actually not, like, flush. She's yeah. not... She's not, like, having, like... Yeah, three, like, she's still... checks coming her way. Yeah, she's like, she's still on a budget. Yeah. Like, more of a budget than we would assume. So, when you look at people's pages and you see them get sponsorships and you think that, like, life is good, they're living large, but really, they're living just like you. It's just that that's how they make their money as opposed to you going into the office and they may be dealing with the same financial struggles that you are. Or the same office politics, but not in an office, just like from their home. Exactly. So, 
you know, I think that a lot, well, and this is also my therapist, so a lot of what we perceive about other people's lives is, isn't real. Like everyone has their day in the sun and everyone has their struggles. And usually if you're like, if you're like comparing, that means that like there's something that you're not happy with and you have to find a way to change that in your life or make it better or spend less time comparing because you're making yourself like, you're making yourself upset basically. Yeah. And you know, but she also told me that, you know, it's okay to be upset <laughs> and not to, because co- sometimes when I'm upset, I'm like, oh, this is stupid. There are people Dying. who are going through worse yeah. things. Yeah. And she's like, well, don't worry about them. Like you're entitled to your feelings, you know. But then when you get those feelings, what do you do about it exactly to like maintain your your sanity? Well. Aside from the mute, aside from the mute and unfollow features. Well, so like I said, in the past year, I've um, gone to therapy, um, I, which has been really helpful and just, you know, helping me put things into perspective and also just helping me to like vent to someone who is a third party, you know, is not in like every aspect of my life. Because sometimes I feel like when you vent to people who you know, you know, they're always going to, they think that you're, like, super fragile. They have to either treat you with kid gloves or they overinterpret every your every emotion mm-hmm. as being, like, you're in a state. Like, like, just because I deal with anxiety sometimes doesn't mean that every time I have an emotion, I'm anxious. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> sometimes, like, I don't like to, like, express everything that I'm feeling to, like, people, or like, in my, you know, personal life. So it's just good to have that per- other person to vent to and to help you put things into perspective. Yeah, I agree. Though, you know, therapy's hard just because, like, now that I'm in school, like, she was like, okay, when are we going to meet now that you're in school? And I was like, shit, I don't know. And she actually emailed me, and I still have to email. It's been, like, two weeks. I have to email her back because I'm trying to figure out uh, what your, your therapy you know? schedule in person. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so now that's kind of, like, messed up a bit, but I'm going to find a way to make it unmessed up. Uh, but that's been helpful, and she's been encouraging me to journal which I've done off and on, but I really need to make that a daily routine because that also helps to just put, like, my thoughts and emotions in perspective. Yes. Which helps me to, yeah. (laughs) Because a lot of the times when I'm stressed out is because, like, I'm not thinking objectively. Like, I'm just so caught up in my, like, feelings that I can't, come down yeah from like the freak out you know yeah because it's all in in your head like it's not laid out for you to like actually analyze like it with like a calm attitude at least that's how I feel about it like when I get anxious or upset about something I I like to try and write it down because then it, it helps to like you said, put it in perspective. You see it on paper and you're like, okay, this is not that big of a deal actually because I, yeah. I just had it in my head and it felt like it. But on paper, it's pretty basic or, you, you know, like some, something like that. So definitely get the journaling aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have like a journal journal or you just write it down? I have a journal journal, but I will admit that I've fallen off of, I used to do it like at least, 
first I was doing it daily. Then I was like, it's a little bit hard sometimes to do it every day. So I would make sure I did it like at least once a week or a couple times a week. And then the other day, I think last week I realized I hadn't journaled in maybe a month. So I wrote a wrote in my journal that last week. So yeah, I have an actual journal journal and it's, yeah, it's helpful. Sometimes I don't complete all my thoughts that I have in my head. Like I'll start writing about something that's upsetting or annoying. And then I just like, you know what? I don't want to write about it anymore. Um, (laughs) I want to watch a show to make myself happy at the moment. And then (laughs) then I'll look back and like, oh, I never finished this post about what was bothering me. But yeah. 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 She said, well, what my therapist said is helpful is writing down, like, sometimes if I don't want to write about, like, necessarily what's happening, write down the emotions I'm feeling. So there's, like, an emotion wheel, and each emotion has, like, a, a lighter side of it and a more extreme side of it. Like, like, a easy example is, like, you have sadness and you have depression. So it's, like... Every day you could write down what emotions you're feeling okay. and when. And then you could write down, okay, but why am I feeling this way in particular? So then you're self-aware of the emotions you're feeling and why you're feeling that way. You can see it on paper. You can see how often you're feeling it. And then, um, but then when you, when you are looking at the why, like not so much like what happened, but like, so, yeah, so, like, when you're writing down what happened, you're not just seeing, like, what happened. You're seeing, like, the emotions that arose and what about what happened caused you to feel those emotions. Yeah. That makes sense. But that's, like, yeah, it's just, like, hard to do because, like, that amount of self-reflection takes, it just, at least, like, I guess I'm in the early stage of it. It just, like, takes a lot out of you. And then sometimes you don't want to look at, like, your how you feel and why you feel that way. Because then you have to ask yourself more questions. And sometimes you're just, like, not That whole, like, ignorance <laughs> is bliss. I don't want to know yeah. the and all that. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm at a point where I'm okay with realizing what my downfalls are or, like, why. Like, if I'm feeling unhappy, is it because I'm comparing myself to someone? Is it because I be- honestly believe now that I don't have XX skill or knowledge set or whatever? So I think I'm okay with it because, yeah, I... I Maybe I've been journaling longer, so it's not yeah. too too bad for mm-hmm. me. It, I I guess it helps me to move forward to know that that's why that's happening. Yeah, yes, that's helpful. Um, exercise, do do? I do sometimes. Like yeah, exercise is helpful. I just started this. I I don't know how long I'm gonna keep it up, but I just started doing this class at my gym. That's like this like trampoline jumping class, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday I went to a class and I thought I was thinking about the this um person that was making me upset and it really helped me to like think about them when I was doing the exercise because I was like oh I'm so tired I don't know if I have any energy and as soon as I started thinking about that person like all my emotion for that person was like oh I got it now oh get out of my life <laughs> yes so sometimes that helps that's like yeah no I agree and you know what like I feel like I keep talking about therapy, but not my current therapist, but my old one, like the first one I ever went to. She told me that like things like yoga aren't good for people like me because you're just sitting there in the quiet thinking about things like you need like something like that, like trampoline or now I do boxing or something that makes you like 
exert because then you could put all those yeah. emotions into the exertion. Into yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that, and that I agree. Was, it, really that was does, it really does help. <laughs> I mean, you could yeah, also not think like about someone too. too. Like running. Yeah, but like, just think I about. run on a treadmill too and just think about, mm-hmm. I don't know, other things. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I like to do is just take long walks like that's like my favorite thing to do yes on the weekend (laughs) just like a long walk even if you don't know where you're going just like walk as far as like you can and just be (laughs) out in nature you know the sun shining on you I love sunshine like oh my gosh I love sunshine I don't know why I live it's a place like this where I only get sunshine for like half the year But just to, like, walk outside in the sunlight. Now it's summer. The birds are chirping. You know, the greener. (laughs) Yes. It's just like, oh, and then everyone else around you, at least when they're outside, there's, like, a nice, happy summer energy now. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Maybe get a bubble tea and take it on your walk. Perfect. Yes, bubble tea on a walk. That is the best thing. I want some bubble tea. Girl, and now I live in a neighborhood that has bubble tea, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> well, in our old neighborhood, we had bubble tea too, like the one in Bushwick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like right at that the block. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, and it's like so good to like just just living in a walkable neighborhood, because like in my in my old neighborhood, it's like we went on walks, but we could only we had like a safe street to walk <laughs> down, and we could only walk to like our house to like downtown Brooklyn. Mm. in back and sometimes we go to like Fort Green Park but it's like you had like a set place that you could walk yeah and, and now, like you, now any, any lane is okay you're not gonna be any lane is okay because like, I remember yes. when I went to visit you guys walked me back to the train and told me which way to walk because you're like oh, yeah. <laughs> some creeps on this side yes. of the street yes yes so you had to be more on your P's and Q's yeah. in our old neighborhood now you could just be a little bit more light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so that has helped too. Just like moving yeah. has helped. Keeping a it lot. active. And yeah. Yeah, the walking so, does work. I think in London when yeah. I first came here first 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 time and I was like by myself for a lot of it. And mm-hmm. that could be a lot sometimes if you're not used to being by yourself all the time and like yeah. enjoying your own company, like I mean, not that I don't enjoy myself, but, like, all the time, just, like, walking alone for, like, the full day. It's like, wow. But when you walk around, you see a lot. You kind of come outside of yourself, Mm -hmm. and you're not in your head, and you see, like, life happening around you. Sometimes you can get a little bit existential. Like, look at these people just on their way to work and just trying to live. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. But it's still good. Yeah, it's still good. <laughs> That's one thing. I mean, it's not, I mean, I don't know if it's like directly related to the topic, but like one thing, like being people who are in long-term relationships, probably like they're hopefully the relation, the last relationship ever. Yeah. They're ever going to be in like, this is our life from this point forward. Don't you sometimes think like, do I even know how to be alone anymore? <laughs> do you ever like think that? No, but like, do you ever think that? Sometimes I'm like, afraid like what if I had to be alone again oh do I even know what that like feels like anymore I mean do I even you know mean that? afraid of like think or thinking about 
would it be scary to be alone or how it would feel or do I know how to be? How it would feel like, because before, like, you know, like when you're single, you're just like, you're alone most of the time and you, you enjoy your own company. Not that I don't enjoy my own company. Like I still go out and do things by myself, but it's like days of just like being by yourself and like, yeah, you know, I don't know. I feel like, like, I feel like, yes, I feel like. I mean, we are in the relationships now, but like if anything yeah. were to happen, you know, God forbid as they say, like I feel yeah. like it would definitely be an adjustment. It wouldn't be something that yeah. you would be like okay with like right away. Otherwise then yeah. the relationship is bad probably. But yeah. <laughs> I think of it in the sense yeah. of like my grandma, like especially like elderly people. Like when you're an yeah. elderly person and you used to like having all these people around you, whether it was a spouse or grandkids or kids, and then they grow up and they leave. At first, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, whoa, now I'm in this, yeah. this home by myself. I was so used to having these other people come and be around me. Not like we were together 24-7, but I would come home, mm-hmm. they would be there and all this stuff like that. Yeah. But now it's just kind of like, I'm on my own, and it's like adjustment of being lonely, but not lonely. It, it depends on how you yeah. tackle it. But, yeah, I definitely think yeah. it would be an adjustment. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So that's just, like, the weird things I think about sometimes. It's like, whoa. Like, sometimes you think, I think back on my past life and compare it to my life now. But that's also, like, a way that I help to keep perspective. It's like, you know, how I felt in the past versus how I feel now. Like, I've made improvements. You know, my life isn't as stagnant as I think it is. And yeah. You know, Even if you look I, back I, a year, you see, like, a year yeah. today, you see where you were then, where you are now. Yeah. There are plenty of changes exactly. that have happened. Yeah. You just don't really acknowledge them in the moment. That's, like, human yeah. a human thing, I think. Yeah. And I think, like, because of social media, we all want everything right now. You know what I mean? Like, we all yeah. want, like, the success right now. We want the peace right the now. The relationship, the money, the yes. travel, the everything. Yes, mm. exactly. And you know what? Like, we have to just, like, remind ourselves, like, the life of an influencer is not the average person's life. Like, most people, like me, like, to go on vacation, I have to save up. I have to plan it out. I have to space it out. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's how I have to have vacation. So, like, I can't have vacation like everyone else, but that's okay because a lot of people do it like me, too. Yeah. You know? And also, your vacation (laughs) doesn't have to be like everyone else's either. Like, you can do vacation. Maybe you won't be jetting to Europe for a week, but you could go on a long weekend trip to, like, you know, I don't know, Maine or something. Or, you know, like, you don't have to always go where everyone else, like, you don't need to fly to Bali. Like, you can do, like, yeah, a fun, exactly. fun <laughs> trip in, in the U.S. Or yeah. I could do, like, a fun getaway, like, an hour drive someplace. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be super extravagant like you think. It, all the time. Yeah. Because, like, last weekend, I just went to New Hampshire and Vermont for um, someone's graduation. And I just went with my parents, and that was, like, so fun. It was, like, wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> family, fun. I got to see you know, family I haven't seen in a minute. And, you know, New Hampshire, Vermont are very different states than New York. The air was so fresh. Everyone was so friendly. It was so clean. And I was like, whoa, this is cute. <laughs> so even though it wasn't really like a vacation, it kind of like turned into one for me because everything was just so like calm. 
calm yeah. and sterile, and everyone was just so happy. Yeah. I was just like, what? You know? It's, like, it's a vacation, though. It's just not like what yeah. we are trained to think of vacation now. Vacation means getting yeah. on a, a plane with a, a suitcase and jetting off to a new yeah. country. Now, at least to me, that's how I think people yeah, think vacation. Yeah. But it could be like yeah. an hour on the train, on the bus, by car, mm-hmm. or, you know, someplace new, or a new neighborhood yeah. even you can walk around. Yes, I agree. Like, don't ester- underestimate the power of just seeing something new. Yeah. You know? Even within, like, yeah, like, 20 minutes of you, it's still new. Yeah. Yeah, because you, there's, like, this innate excitement that bubbles up, and you're like, ooh, I'm doing something. Because, like, monotony is one of the things that I feel like can bring people down, where you feel like you're just doing the same thing Monday through Sunday every day. Yeah. But just, like, showing yourself something new to get excited about, that can bring you out of, like, the doldrums. Yeah, and you keep know? your mind going fresh. Like, you can combine the two. Mm-hmm. You can take 30-minute train ride someplace new and go on mm-hmm. a hike. And then you got two yeah. activities yeah. and exactly. one. And maybe on the train ride, you're journaling. So you can squeeze them through. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And, you know, for me, what also works is that, like, you're like telling myself like yes you're tired but you're not ex- you're not like dead yeah, you know yeah. like, you can push through a little bit of the tiredness to make sure you're still enjoying life so mm-hmm. like you know this week i was like tired but i haven't seen a friend in a while so i was like let's go to happy hour and we went and we had drinks and we talked and it was like okay so it's like you know, and even though I'm tired, like, I still make sure not, well, as often as we can, we're still doing the podcast. Yeah. You know, we're still talking, you know. Yeah. It's you like. make little efforts here and there, even if you feel like, oh, yeah. I don't have the time. I mean, you do, because yeah. it's like, you just choose to do something yeah. else with it. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're too exactly. tired, you don't want to go out to dinner, or mm-hmm. you don't want to journal, and, and you end yeah. up watching an hour show on the train to work rather than journaling well, there was some time yeah. you could have done it, and you got two yeah, hours exactly. one way, and then the way back home. And the other <laughs> way, exactly. Like, there's always there's always time. And sometimes, I mean, obviously, people have more things going on than even I do. Yeah. But for me, <laughs> um, like, I know if I keep telling myself I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm going to feel more tired because I'm going to be so in my head about being tired. Like, I was... Like, before school started, I was more tired because of the anticipation of what I was going to feel like. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm two weeks in, like, I'm more tired than usual, but I'm able to do it, you know? Like, I can now, now sitting in class for two and a half hours is like, it's like, even though it's only been two weeks, it kind of feels like the norm now, you know? Yeah. It's like... Okay, and then each week I make a new adjustment to make it a little bit easier for myself. So it's also about learning how to manage everything around you in a way that works for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 But that's basically <laughs> what I do. Yeah. I would say that's, those are good things. Those are the main takeaways. I think if you want to have a good, healthy, you know, mind, or at least start to try and work on it, because we're not mm-hmm. professionals. I mean, well, I'm not. You're more of a professional than I am. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, just I think taking those steps to be 
even though mindfulness is trendy right now, to be, like, mindfulness yeah. in your own way, like, yeah. like you said, unfollow people or mute people, um, writing, doing some exercise, even, like, we haven't even talked about it, but, like, healthier eating habits, too, like, drinking more oh, water yes. and things like that can mm-hmm. definitely help with your mindset, and not thinking so, like, oh, I'm tired, I'm, like you said, I'm tired, or I'm, mm-hmm. I'm dumb, or I'm incapable, I'm not good-looking, mm-hmm. I'm not confident. Like, those negative thoughts yeah. can transform into you actually being those things, even if you aren't, yeah. because you just yeah. put it in your head. So now it's, like, hard to, mm-hmm. even so much harder to push past it. So, yeah, I think all those things can help. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, let us know what self-care or mental health techniques that you use to keep yourself going through this thing called life (laughs) and um as always like comment and subscribe and we'll see you next time yeah until next time Bye. bye